Hi, this is blank. <laughs> You're listening to the Geek Generation, right? Yeah. You read it perfectly. All right, good. <laughs> or is that supposed to be my name in there? Yeah. Hi, this is blank Brent Spiner. No. Hello. Hi, this is Brent Spiner. You're listening to the Geek Generation. I'm your host, Rob Logan, and in the studio with me today, Mikey Arsenault. Hello. Haven't been on the show in a while. I have not. And Anna. Hello. Hello. We are here to do our New York Comic Con wrap-up, our annual wrap-up. Uh, it was a very, very busy con, as it always is, so we have a lot of stuff to talk about, and as we normally do, we'll go through day by day. First of all, the attendance this year, what the what? It was so busy. Yeah. It was... I don't, I don't know what the number was, but it was definitely busier than last year. It's progressively more and more each year to the point where we talked about how frustrating it was to get in panels to even begin with. You couldn't was the answer, no. basically. Yeah. <laughs> we basically into one panel. Yeah. We tried, I don't know, three or four at least. Yeah. And ended up making it into one that we were in the, the waiting queue for. I do have to give them credit for creating a better system for the main room. They did. Even though good. they didn't properly set that up. One of the panels you guys wanted to get into was the Walking Dead panel. And we went to the waiting queue as soon as the show floor opened. Which was 10 a.m. Which is when we were told it was going to open. And at 10.02. <laughs> it was totally full. It was totally full. Which makes no sense because those people shouldn't have been able to get in there that quickly. So obviously they weren't abiding by their own time start and start time start start time <laughs> yeah that thing <laughs> and uh they let people in early and therefore filled up the walking dead panel way too fast uh but we'll get to all that and more so if we talk about friday first one of the most exciting things for us in past years as it was i think for this year is being able to go back into the press rooms and do some fun interviews uh, we actually had like designated jobs this year, which was <laughs> I exciting. know I didn't just stand there with my hands in my pockets. It was cool. <laughs> so uh, Mikey was running the video camera. Yes. And it was running the beast, which is the uh, audio recorder. This was our first Friday. We got to stay for the whole day, though, too. That's true. I- I'd been there for Fridays before, but oh, OK, but uh, and eventually we'll get there for all four days. Maybe <laughs> that's a lot. You guys shake your heads. Except I, Bob's Burgers is always on Thursday. Yes, yeah, which, which is the killer. So maybe I'll have to go up on Thursday and you guys will have to join me later on. I don't know. I'm but. not driving to New York. <laughs> yeah, true. It's not happening. It's <laughs> not think, happening. Train know. is pretty cool. The train, train is cool. Yeah. Thursday might be the day, though. If it's going to get as busy as it is, hopefully less people can take that Thursday off. Right. And honestly... We're getting ahead of ourselves, but Sunday was like our little half dinky day, didn't do anything. Right. So we could go Thursday, Friday, and leave Saturday. True. Could always do that. True. Or leave like early Sunday morning. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> We're already talking about next yeah. year. We haven't <laughs> talked about this year yet. We haven't even talked about Friday yet. Yeah. Okay. So Friday, um, our first thing, I, was, I wasn't I was sure if we were going to make it on time. Fortunately, we had time to spare because we made really good time up there. We it went did. We flew. Crazy fast. 
And our first interviews with were uh, with were. What is Ooh. wrong with me today? I'm switching. I do that a lot. I've said it on the show before. My brain moves too fast for my mouth. So <laughs> I often switch words and sentences that should not be. We also had pre-show technical difficulties, we which did. can throw off your juju. Juju yeah. mojo. <laughs> my voodoo magic. Right. <laughs> uh, so our first interviews were with the cast and creators of Rick and Morty which is a fantastic show on Adult Swim. Uh, we won the PR people over while we were doing these two. They were very happy with our ability to keep it concise. We had like a two-minute time limit on most of these, and we just went boom, boom, boom. Some of them we got a little extra time in just because the people were talking to us prior to us actually like doing the official interview. Yeah, I hit the record. Well, we both hit the record right. button like well before we needed to. Which is nice, because, I mean, we're going to play the the Sarah Chalk and Chris Parnell interview. We had, like, an extra minute with them, and it was a lot more casual just because we were <laughs> recording before we actually started. So that was cool. Uh, so we're going to play a couple interviews for you. The first one is with Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon. They are the creators, co-creators of Rick and Morty. Justin Roiland also does the voice of Rick and of Morty, which is pretty crazy. And Dan Harmon not only helped create this show, but many others, including fan favorite community by the geek community. So uh enjoyed that. And it's funny, too, for Mikey, this will be even extra interesting because if, I don't know. Have you watched them online yet at all or what the videos? Yes. Yeah. OK, because yeah. I was going to say some of these interviews you might be hearing for the first time because yeah. <laughs> the way we have it set up Anna has the headphones in. Obviously, I'm doing the interview so we can hear it. But Mikey's usually just a little bit too far away with the video camera to even understand what we're talking about. So it's all like exciting afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> even though I was right there. Yeah. Uh, so here is Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon. So we're here with uh, Justin and Dan from Rick and Morty. And I wanted to ask you guys um, the creative process for this show. It's known to be very improvised. It's okay. It's known to be very improvised, and uh, you guys retro script, if that's the correct term. How does that process work where you're creating the script for the dialogue and everything? Well, we, we, it's still a story-driven show, so I, you know, we write the Rick and Morty dialogue the way it needs to be in order to tell the story. We do our best to emulate what Justin ends up sounding like, but then we encourage Justin to look at the script, see the points that need to be covered, and then get throw loose. it away and kind of, yeah. like, that's where that organic kind of stammering and, and miss, miss, misspeaking kind of comes in with yeah. both characters. Yeah, uh, the, 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 we, we had a story this season, uh, without giving too much away, where, where uh, uh, Rick transfers himself into another body and and it really that was that was like the most free spirited fun voice record okay because i just went nuts i just went off the off the off the rails and uh i love doing that i love that that's my favorite the simpler stories usually tend to be like um the ones where i can really go crazy as the two characters mm -hmm. and uh retro script stuff and but but yeah we always start with a really tight you know fully scripted uh, uh, or well scripted uh, script for for lack of a better uh, word scripty script script scripty mix script <laughs> and you guys have a ton of pop culture references in Rick and Morty I mean the inspiration for the characters themselves is very obvious as well uh, are there other things that you're big fans of that you want to bring into the show uh, I don't know I mean we, I, we we did like a Farscape thing where we had uh, Claudia Black and Virginia Hay come in and do a voice on season one, and then we got we got uh, Battlestar Galactica people in season two. But 
but I don't know. But but they're not gremlins. like. I'd like to see some gremlins. gremlins. Yeah, show. we should do a gremlins thing. What the fuck are we doing? Why did what, where were we, where, where were you with that one like uh, uh, four oh. months ago? It's always time to toss the water on it. <laughs> I was going to see if I could do it for community, but oh, right. save it, save yeah. it. Thanks, guys. Thank Appreciate you. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was cool to talk to them. Uh, I have to say too that if you want to watch any of these videos, I've posted the majority of them already at thegeekgeneration.com as well as our YouTube channel, which is thegeekgeneration.com/slash/youtube or uh, the username thegeekgen_tv. But also, this was kind of like. I was a little off to begin with, I feel like. I don't know. I think I did fine. But the uh, fact that we had just gotten to the con, we walked around for maybe a half hour or so. And then yeah. it was like right up to the press area. And then here we go with like some of the bigger interviews of the weekend for us right away. That was very uh, <laughs> jarring. It, it was a different process, too, for us to videotape the way they had all the press lined up and they were going on a row and they mm. were like clicking at us. Cause when we did, um, the Mythbusters last year, we had like the room to ourselves and it was so casual and it was mm -hmm. so open. So this one you have like, you know, a moderator behind you snapping her fingers, like move along, move along. You know, it was right. kind of like, Whoa, what are we doing? Okay. We're doing this now. Like it was a little nerve wracking. Yeah. Yeah. A little more stressful than normal, but. I guess that's the normal process. We were fortunate. We were lucky, right? Year. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That we came in like after everyone else had already done their stuff. But uh, it's it's not a bad process. It's just very different, but uh, still enjoyable. I think we figured it out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But having this one as the first one was like, oh, okay, right. <laughs> but I am glad that we at least did one before we talked to one of maybe the bigger interviews of the weekend for at least me, uh, as far as star power goes, having Sarah Chalk. And Chris Parnell, especially at the same time, was like, oh, my God, like this awesome guy from SNL and amazing from Roseanne, from Scrubs, from like Sarah Chalk's done so many different things. And you said too, Anna, how big a fan of her you are. Oh, she's one of the best female comedians. She, I was talking about how she's not afraid to be ugly. Which, you know, for a gorgeous, gorgeous woman, you know, just completely unveined. She's great at slapstick. She's great at facial expressions. Mm -hmm. She can really, you know, she does something in the upcoming interview that shows that she's not really <laughs> afraid to show, you know, her non-feminine side. So it's, yeah. that's, you know, I respect that a lot when you can just, you know, completely keep up with the boys. Um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is the same way. Sure, you know, sure. if you can throw her into a predominantly male cast and have her totally hold her own weight so she's awesome yeah well i mean she was she was all dressed up obviously for oh, yeah. press she's stuff gorgeous. and it was uh it was comic-con her first comic-con and like the interview before us she's like doing splits almost yeah like it was crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh very entertaining and i will play that interview for you now you'll notice too that in this interview i don't really introduce them to like a minute or so in and that was what we were talking about we got a little extra time just kind of casual conversation. And uh, for they do reference my T-shirt, which is from T-Turtle. If people want to get their own, it's a uh, Batman riding toothless from How to Train Your Dragon on it. So got a lot of compliments on that, that yep. weekend, which they uh, were one of them. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Rob. Nice Rob, to meet you. Nice to meet you. I love your shirt. Thank you. I'm getting any compliments on it today. It's a good shirt. Who doesn't want Batman riding a dragon? Uh, I mean, really? It's from Train Everybody how to Train Your how Dragon, to train yeah. Dragon. Yeah. yeah. I know the entire trailer of How to Train Your Dragon because for, before my son was ready to watch the actual movie, yeah. we watched the trailer 
a million times. Uh oh. <laughs> Everything we know about them is wrong. Let me show you. I know the whole thing. You can. Yeah. yeah I can do it. Go right ahead. <laughs> we'll Today do it. Today we learn how to fight dragons. Love it. Yeah. It's it's really uh, it's amazing how many times you can watch a. It's a great movie. Yeah. It is a great movie. It really is. Craig Ferguson. Yeah. Sequel to so then you've yeah. seen? Sequel. Okay. Oh, it's fantastic. It's great. I'm sure it is. Uh, so I'm here with uh, Chris Parnell and Sarah Chalk from Rick and Morty. And one of the things I wanted to ask you guys is that you both have a lot of comedy experience and now have done both live action and voiceover. How do those experiences differ for you? What you, is there one you like better? Or is it just different avenues that you go down? It's they're completely different. And what I love so much about animation is like you can try one line. 10 different ways mm -hmm. in less than a minute and so sure. it's such a creative way to get to work as opposed to on a set in a TV show when you have to do another take there's like a hundred people that are right. waiting for you right. yeah I mean that, I agree with all of that I mean and, and when I'm doing voiceover it doesn't matter obviously what I look like or what I'm doing with my hands and uh, so I, it's, you're just focusing all your energy into what's coming out of your voice uh, out of your mouth and and it's kind of liberating in a way I think but I, you know I like doing you know, live action as well. Yeah. Hope I can have a career doing on-camera stuff too. <laughs> this is mostly VO right now. <laughs> well, that's all right. When you guys do record, do you get to record together and capture that dynamic, or are you more isolated? We're on our own. Everybody records separately, okay. and Justin Roiland and Dan are directing us, and uh, and then they put it all together. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I I find you know that if you're, you're working with good people, that it you don't really lose anything. And in some ways, I think it frees you up because you're not waiting for somebody else to do their line and this and that. And you get enough takes of it that they can put it together in a way that sounds like you're all in the same room. And, you know. I had talked to Dan and Justin, too, about the improvisation aspect of the show and how you can kind of go back and take your improvisations, work them into the script and everything. Is that something that is very different for you? I know you did a lot of sketch comedy, so... Uh, that was a big part of it as well. But do you both have the opportunity to bring your own unique personalities into your characters that way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Dan and Justin have been so collaborative and we always record exactly as it is on the page. And then sometimes you do uh, a couple more takes and throw something else in there or add a burp. Yeah. Something like that. I can, burp on, I can burp on cue. It's not a lot of talents, but that is one of them. Would you like to demonstrate? This is my first Comic Con. That wasn't a great one. That wasn't <laughs> that was, a great that one. That was pretty good. That wasn't a great one. It was kind of, almost ladylike burp. Almost ladylike. Yep. Like Much better. Yes. So Much Beth better. Beth does um, burp. I mean, she's Rick's daughter. So, and Rick obviously is sure. a, a burper. And so I guess it's something that she's inherited from him. And that just sort of came out in one of our sessions. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Improvisation for you too? Do you want uh, to be part of it? Or? Uh, a, a little bit, I guess. But. You know, the scripts are pretty awesome, so I don't necessarily come in, I don't come in with much in terms of like, oh, what, what, what ever tried this, you know, but if stuff occurs to me, or there's a way to say it that feels a little more natural, I'll do that, and then sometimes Justin will throw things out as well, you know. Thank you so much, guys. It was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you. The only weird thing about interviewing two people at once is that you have to kind of generate questions that are going to apply to both of them. Like, there are more specific questions I maybe would have asked each individual one about maybe their character or how their specific experience went to it, but uh, it's weird. <laughs> I feel a little bad for Chris, too, because you were standing next to Sarah, so she kind of answered the questions first, and right. then, like, 
you know, he'd be like, uh, I agree with Sarah. Like, cause right, she just, right. cause she just answered your question. <laughs> like, so that wasn't really fair to him. I thought more right. so than like awkward for you. I felt like, oh, well, you know, Chris Parnell's standing farther away from the interviewer. So he's not really in the interview as much. Sure. Which makes sense. But yeah, I get it. Well, we had talked to that. It wouldn't have made a huge time difference for them had they done the individual interviews. It would have been more work for us. But not for them. It right. would have taken the same amount of time. There were plenty of teams of interviewers that there were a lot of people waiting. Yes. Um, while we were interviewing. So, yeah, it wouldn't have made any time difference at all. Right. So. I did like while we were waiting to watch other teams inter- doing their interviews. True. Because not everybody hit it right. But every once in a while, somebody would ask a question that would really spark something that make somebody really come alive. And mm-hmm. other times you just saw them, they're just like, Neh. yeah, not really getting anything out of them. And segue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, I know it's not really a segue if you call it out before you segue it. But speaking of people coming alive in interviews, we went from that to the uh, robot chicken with Breck and Meyer interviews. And he was on fire. He <laughs> yes. was. He was a little intimidating, I thought. Yeah. But it was because he was so talented. Right. Not because of necessarily his presence. He was just so good at he doing the He was really quick. I'm like, if you're not, if you can't keep up with him, you're going to trip and fall. Absolutely. Like, he was, he was quick. Did we get any of his audio for the interview before us? Not really. Okay. We got, we got him calling me normal. <laughs> yeah, that's because the other guy, I think he said he was six foot eight. Something he was a crazy, giant. Tall. absolutely gigantic. And yeah. Brecken Meyer's not a tall man. He'll tell you that himself. He's even a little shorter than I am. So he's probably like five seven ish, five six, five seven. And the guy before him almost like <laughs> it looked like it almost like doubled his height. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So that interview almost carried into ours. Uh, he was kind of tail ending it, and he just kept making jokes about like the fact that his head was at the guy's dick level and all that yeah, stuff. And yeah, was, you're gonna die before me. It's it was, science. It was less interview, more dick jokes. Yeah, right, definitely. Right. Which I really wanted in ours, but you know what? I couldn't be tall enough to really <laughs> get those kind of jokes. Uh, but we did talk to Brecken a little bit about Robot Chicken. I tried to wedge in one of my favorite '80s cartoons. And hopefully uh, see that make an appearance, maybe. I'm here with Brecken Meyer from uh, Robot Chicken. And not only am I a huge fan of Robot Chicken, I'm also a huge fan of Franklin and Bash. Oh, you are you my much. favorite TV lawyer. Oh, thank you. Uh, absolutely love the show. Thanks, um, as far as Robot Chicken goes, you guys have tackled so many different things in pop culture. Uh, DC Comics, you did the special on Star Wars. Now, not implying that it's going to happen necessarily. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you would love to dedicate a whole special to? You know, I uh, we, were, we were talking earlier and... I would love to do an all-bad robot episode of oh, Robot okay. Chicken because I think J.J. has so many different properties that we could play with and have been such fans of that it would be really fun, not even including the new Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I just think um, I would love to do a bad robot yeah. episode. I think we could have a lot of fun with that from everything from well, all of his shows, Lost and Fringe and everything they've done. Are there, um, I assume you're a huge Saturday morning cartoon fan growing up sure. based on the stuff that you guys do. Yeah. Is there one that's like, that you particularly love that's so obscure that you just don't think it makes sense to bring it into the show? No, I mean, the other writers, we have, we have a very, diff- we have a level of geekdom in our writers. Okay. And there's really the guys that go deep tracks, super dark. Yeah. And then there's the kind of, oh, everyone knows the Care Bears, you know, that type of thing. I'm, the way I describe it is, I know what, Boba Fett's ship is called. Yeah. It's the slave one. But I don't know what it runs on. Okay. And we have writers that know what it runs on. Okay. So my knowledge of like my Saturday morning stuff was like mine was like Mr. T and gummy bears and sure. stuff like that. Sure. So we've tackled a lot of that. I don't go too deep with the super obscure 
Um, so we we're not getting them. any Bionic 6 or Dinosaucers or anything? No, I know what those are, and the sad thing is I don't know if I know what those are because of Robot Chicken or because <laughs> of the actual property. Right. Um, but no, we might. We might, uh, they might, we, we do go deep, it's just not me personally writing them. Okay. So if you ever see something that you're not sure, like, wow, I didn't even know that exists, it's not written by me. Well, if you throw in a Bionic 6 yeah. for me personally, I would appreciate okay. it. Okay, alright. I mean, uh, yeah, alright. Alright. I don't know if I should have to do you a favor, well, but I, I mean, mean, it was okay. I'm just saying it can feel like <laughs> Yes, it. Bionic 6? Yeah. You got it. I got to go Google awesome. what that is. <laughs> All right. Thank you so it much. It was a pleasure Thanks meeting you. That. He might have been like the only guy all day to really kind of make me lose it. Like yeah. composure wise. Yeah. So he was. He, he did have that like, I mean, obviously you could tell he was kidding, but he was riffing on a lot of the interviewers. Like yeah. he had that sort of little tiny little mean streak. Like I'm going to like I'm the star and you're the interviewer and I'm going to try to knock you down. Right. Like, but it was funny, though. Right. Well, it yeah. comes off charming. I love right. it. I, yeah. I like let's play. Right. I like that. Let's let's go. I mean, there there. I hate when I go back and listen to them. They're like, oh, I could have made this joke here and made this oh, joke yeah. here. But. I mean, unless you're seasoned at it, like you couldn't have kept up with him. No. He, I wish I could remember some of the stuff he was saying to the, the next guy over. But like if someone asked him a stupid question, he would like bring it out. Like that was a stupid question. Right. Like he, he totally would knock him down. It was like really scary. One of my favorite things that almost everybody did to him. And thank God we did not is when they would ask him to do a voice. Oh, yeah. Specifically, like they were like. Because he's a huge Boba Fett fan, and he voices Boba Fett in the show, and they're like, "Could you do a line as Boba Fett?" And he goes, "Hi, this is Boba Fett. I don't know what you want me to do." I was like, right, Because <laughs> right. he doesn't do voices. That's no. one of the funniest things about Robot Chicken is yeah. that it's like they're not trying to do the voice; they just talk. So <laughs> he's he like, "I'm no he's good like, at this yeah. at all." He's like, "I don't know what to do." Yeah, it was know. so funny. It was like he was acting almost uncomfortable. Like I want to. He wanted to make something better. And he was like, you're asking me for the thing that I don't do well. Right. Like, and there's nothing to really give you with this. So I'm just going to be dumb with it. Right. So, but it was entertaining anyway. Uh, so those were our interviews on Friday. And then we kind of peeled out of that one early and uh, went off to autograph hunt because I had a couple autographs that I needed to get needed, needed, needed. And one of those uh, specifically was in the next generation. They had the Star Trek, the next generation cast kind of like to the side of the autograph area and we were shocked at how short some of those lines were there was nobody there yeah the deepest line 10 12 people lavar burton yeah and that made me sad yeah <laughs> <laughs> i still think it i don't know i still think it has to do with something like the time of the day though or something maybe and well, nev they never got long though because we oh. were down there a few times and they never got long no not really they weren't like ron perlman long Right. <laughs> I still, that still blows my mind that Ron Perlman had the longest line. I wanted it, but not for Sons of Anarchy, which apparently everybody was there for. Mm -hmm. I felt bad for Eddie McClintock because he was like pasted at the end of the Next Generation line. I'm like, he's not even on that show. They had right. like all the Next Generation people. And then on the end, it was like Eddie McClintock over there. Yeah. Like, and nobody was in his line yeah. either. And he was just not even with the other people. He was like, why am I being. He'll be in Rhode Island too. I love that guy. He's great. Uh, but the ones I needed to get specifically were Data and Jordy. So we went to the Brent Spiner line and uh, talked to him a little bit. And as I uh, sometimes begrudgingly do to celebrities, asked them for a bumper for the show. And he played it off so well, like rolled his eyes and gave me a look. And you can tell he's kidding. Except he asked you. 
That's true. He, he asked, asked me what I had, had in his, my hand. Yeah, he yeah. had his recorder and his card in his hand. And so Brent Spiner actually brought it up. You didn't even technically ask him. That's he, true. He I almost I almost walked away without it. And then he asked me. So I was like, OK, opportunity <laughs> is here. And then he rolled his eyes and recorded probably the funniest bumper we've ever gotten, which will be played at some point during the show. I haven't created it yet, but it will exist. <laughs> yeah. Which one are you going to choose, man? I'm on the edge of my seat. All of them. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thing. Oh yeah, we're gonna Cut take that. six commercial breaks. No. Yeah, <laughs> Brent did do, uh, and maybe I'll play it at the top of the show. So maybe they've already heard it. Um, <laughs> Brent did do like three different bumpers because of reasons that you'll hear. But it was, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. So good. Uh, and then we went over to Lavar Burns line, and uh, I was. I, near I, tears <laughs> ladies and gentlemen near it, tears it's crazy uh I, I went up to him and basically told him he's my hero <laughs> and then he knocked you down he did he basically called you rude he called me rude for not introducing my friends that were with me <laughs> yeah that was pretty funny he just like stopped he goes wait 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 he's like just stop no he's like hello and he like gestured toward me like you Whoa. covered that really well, though. You made excuses yeah, for me, like, I did. like you, like <laughs> almost like I'm the little puppy that yeah. got away. I'm like, don't mind him. He's really, he's a little starstruck. It's fine. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not offended. I can't believe how friendly he was. Like, oh, he was awesome. He made you feel like you've known him forever. Yeah, and this was just like meeting up again. Now, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I've never met a celebrity quite like that. He's one of those guys that just puts you at ease immediately. He's yeah. everything you would expect him to be. Yeah. Which is yeah. so uncommon, but uh, but fantastic at the same time. So I, I told him he was my favorite actor on my favorite TV show and really kissed his ass for a while. And I didn't feel guilty about it or <laughs> shameful about it at all. Uh, and then I asked him for a bumper as well. And he specifically said he does not do content at cons, but could tell how big a fan I was. So, Plus, you did mention that you donated to his. Uh, that's true. I was I was getting a second autograph because I had already purchased one through his Kickstarter that I don't know. They're not up on the wall yet. Mikey's I know. Looking I around keep the looking room. around. I've been thinking about that all morning. I, I'm like, I, where is it? <laughs> I have to buy the frame still. That's okay. the problem. The wall is so well organized right now. Yeah, I know. You're going to have to move the lamp. I'm going to have to not only move the lamp, I'm going to have to slide over some of the top row, I think, because the Star Trek people all have to be together. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think that's important. So, and of course, we're referencing things nobody can see. <laughs> you just you have should, to see, you have to post yeah, the Wall of Fame I have eventually. posted pictures before. I don't know if people, if people want to see, there's some pictures on my Instagram of it's the current state too. of it. Yeah. Uh, if you go to at the Night Angel on Instagram, uh, I say at because that's a Twitter thing. Uh, if you go to the Night Angel on Instagram, you can see the the wall of fame as it currently is, but I'll post a new picture when I put up the additional cast and everything. But we were talking to LeVar and I lost my place. What I was talking about. And you got a bumper. And I got, I got a bumper. A bumper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, not only had I gotten the, the Kickstarter autograph, but I, I mentioned that I did and I was still, I had to meet him in person. So I told him that I was paying for another one and he had asked me what I did. And I was like, well, I used to be a teacher, which I think he also respects being of the reading rainbow background and all that stuff too. So uh, he obliged and gave us a nice little bumper, which we'll probably play on the way out from our first commercial break. And that was very exciting for me. Very exciting. I think that's the first time I kind of saw you starstruck. Like I've seen you interview people and I've seen you meet celebrities and you were just kind of like, like, (laughs) I, I, uh, he's just hugely important to me to the point where I'm wearing my Jordy shirt. Yeah, I noticed that when I came in. 
Not that I'm that type of fanboy, but I am. <laughs> it would have been funny, though. Ann and I thought it would be funny if we did whisper that Rob doesn't read books. Yeah, right. Yeah. Rob's always like, read what? And we're like, oh, we could totally like crush his soul right now by telling LeVar Burton that he doesn't read books. I, I would have just immediately come back with, I read comic books, comic books. No, you would you would have gotten but... in the car and left us in New York. You would have been like, bye, guys. Fuck off. That's also very possible. <laughs> I won't deny that. Uh, and was there anything else on Friday before we left for the after stuff? Uh, that was all like my highlight. $2.75 dinner. <laughs> yeah. That was Amazing. pretty awesome. And that it was, was good. Really good. It was good. It was two pieces of pizza and a drink That's for two seventy five, And we ate on the street. On the and street it was, as we were going. But it was good pizza. It was good It pizza. was actually very good. And Mikey and I both had actually the two slices and the drink. And you just had one slice. Yeah. Because we're fat. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait until we tell you about Saturday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Saturday yeah. was something good. Uh, so Friday night, we left the convention at kind of like the normal time and did the walk over to the Hammerstein Ballroom, had our pizzas in tow uh, and took care of those before we got in. And we had gotten tickets for the uh, a conversation, sit down conversation with the senior staff of Star Trek The Next Generation. In addition to uh, William Shatner being the moderator of that, which was very cool. I was a little bummed, actually very bummed, to not see Jonathan Frakes there. Yeah. Because he was scheduled to be. And I don't think he was even at the convention. No. Not he Friday. Will be at Rhode Island, Saturday yeah. he was. Uh, he was there on he Saturday? He was there on okay. Saturday. He was not there on Friday. And that was a bummer. But because uh, a lot of the stories they told, he was kind of like the wacky guy starting up all the nonsense and the off scenes moments. Right. So it would have been good to have him there. But they told some fantastic stories during it. William Shatner was hilarious. Uh, he he had that same kind of humor that Brecken Meyer did, where he was kind of like putting down the audience at the same time in a very charming way. Except yeah. for like one guy who was just a nutcase. You get that one guy every, every time. time that like ruins the whole thing. Every everybody had like fairly good questions. Mm -hmm. There was a couple people that didn't really ask anything, but just said, "I'm a huge fan." And yeah, I was like, "Okay, thank you. Sit down." Um, <laughs> but then one guy just like kind of toward the end just spoiled it. But it was pretty funny because at one point it got so out of hand that the entire audience started booing him. Yes. So that was pretty good, actually, because we fought back because we're like, fucking sit down, dude. Like, nobody wants to listen to you. And the entire, I mean, I've been to sporting events that weren't that rowdy and loud with <laughs> mm. their boos. Like, we all booed him hardcore. So that was kind of cool. He was very long-winded and didn't even really have a question. No, he was just trying to be funny, I think, yeah. and wasn't and came out. I mean, he basically, long story short, told William Shatner to shut up. Yeah. And that's when the whole audience fucking blew up. Because I'm like, you're in a room full of Star Trek fans and you're going to tell the Shat to shut up. Respect the captain. Like, are you kidding? You just told the fucking captain of the Enterprise to shut up. Like, sit your ass down. Yeah. So we all kind of flipped out on him. But so that was cool, actually. Like, it's like togetherness. We're all like, get out of here. It's our if the captain. philosophy of Star Trek wasn't so peaceful, we probably would have rioted against right? that guy. <laughs> Seriously. But besides the one, there's always the one. But yeah, it was really funny. You, Deanna Troy is hilarious. Uh, Marina Sirtis. Yeah. Oh my god. She talk about offensive. She didn't give a <laughs> shit. She was saying stuff. It was pretty funny. She was really her hilarious. accent is heavy. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, you pick it up in the show a little, right? 
a little, <laughs> but in real life, her her accent is heavy. Their jokes about the accents were very funny too. Yes. And her she was talking about how Jean Luc Picard was supposed to be a Frenchman that has a, and they had a whole explanation as to why he sounds British instead of French. And it was basically like the British took over the French in the year twenty twenty three right, or something right. like that. And they they so there are no more French people on Earth. And she was joking about her accent and then being like, oh, do a Bajoran accent. What? <laughs> like or a Beta Z accent. Sorry, Bajoran. I think she said Bajoran. No, she said oh, she Beta Z. Okay. Yeah. Beta Z accent. She's like, what the hell is a Beta Z accent? It'll just be my accent. Yeah. That's fine. So that was all very funny. Really enjoyed that show, though. It uh, was good. I yeah. laughed a lot. I did, too. Very good. Uh, and that was pretty much our Friday. Then we went back and crashed because long car ride plus a lot of walking around equals tired as hell. Well, we actually put on uh, Hot Shots Pardue. That's, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then fell. I fell asleep like halfway through. That's right. And then uh, you must have fallen asleep because I woke up in the middle of the night and the TV was on. Right. But. Even though I thought I'd put the sleep timer on, but whatever. You tried. Yeah. I remember you trying to put <laughs> yeah. it on. Minutia. Hotel TVs are never, they never do what they're supposed to do. They anyway. don't. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, pretty much just for another excuse to play a bumper, and then we'll be back with, because uh, <laughs> we got so many. So many bumpers. And we'll be back with our Saturday and uh, Sunday. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hi, this is LeVar Burton, and you're listening to The Geek Generation. All right, we are back, and Saturday started off with us going to the main hall queue. Rainy uh, day Saturday. Rainy day Saturday, yes. And uh, it was nice to see the new system set up. We had mentioned it before about the way the main hall worked, because I don't think we really ever got into a big panel in the main hall before. No, last year we waited. We went to the walking deadline mm-hmm. and basically as soon as we got there, the moderators were walking around and saying, yeah, you're not, like, you're not getting bother. in, just leave. We're like, okay. Yeah. But uh, this year they had a whole wristband set up, I think kind of adopting what San Diego did this year. That seemed to work very well for them. Now the only other thing New York needs to do to adopt from San Diego is limit the ticket sales. So it doesn't just get insane and it's like not even worth walking the show floor. Yeah, they're, I don't they're at that point now. They are. I don't think we walked at like a standard pace all weekend. Right. Like we were just like shuffling and like bumping into people. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't even walk. It's getting to the point, like Mikey was saying, that it's it's not even worth necessarily going to the convention unless you have like we have those extra special things that we get to do, which means I'll keep going. But if like those got cut off. I don't know if New York would even be that much fun anymore. No, I mean... It'd be fun for like a day. Yeah, I would do a day pass. Yeah, but it wouldn't be like a weekend event anymore. Well, that's why I kind of made a face and cringed when you mentioned Thursday, because I'm like, I just don't... That's too many days. Well, the reason I say Thursday is because Thursday is a press day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the only people that are in there are VIPs or four-day pass people. So it's... It's a very easy to move around day. Right. That would be a great day to try games, which this year it didn't seem like they had as many games to play. No, it didn't. But that would be a good one. Another thing to see, to get up close to a lot of the, um, like the toys and figurines and things like that, instead of trying to fight your way 
Yeah, I'd almost, if we were to like just go three days still, I'd almost bump back and do the Thursday, Friday, Saturday in future years. Even the lines. Do you remember the line I stood in to buy that book? Oh, I know. That was crazy. That was insane. Yeah. Which is coming up today. We're talking about Saturday. (laughs) Yes. Big, exciting things on Saturday. My emotional roller coaster. And I don't know if I have... (laughs) The lowest low. Today. Oh, I do. I do have video. <laughs> Five minutes. Um, so when we went in the main hall queue, The Walking Dead was already full. Uh, so Again, at 10.02. At 10.02, at which 10-02. made no sense. No, and we got there right at 10. Mm-hmm. And there were so many people inside the building already. So Somehow, I'm like, you know they yeah. didn't open the door at 10. Like, it was ridiculous. It was so stupid. But we did end up getting in the line for the Lego Batman 3 wristbands which ultimately didn't fill up anyway i mean they were still handing them out when we actually came back two hours later for the panel itself and this was really this was the only panel we made it into the entire weekend because uh, mostly because we had the press coming up afterwards but i thought it was an entertaining panel anyway just based on the people who were there greg miller from ign was moderating and then you had arthur parsons and stephen sharples two of the game designers and game director and then the panel itself consisted of jeff johns troy baker Kevin Smith and Stephen Amell. And it was a very <laughs> Kevin Smith might have made the panel uh, far more entertaining <laughs> than it would have been otherwise, because really, he just plays the role. And it's not even playing a role because he is a fanboy. Right. So he's just sitting up there with a shit eating grin on his face, like <laughs> sitting next to Troy Baker, one of the voices of Batman. He was like, damn, you're a handsome guy. And then Stephen Amell comes in, sits down to me nice. He's like, I'm kind of in. A, I have a little crush going on right now. Yeah, yeah he's definitely <laughs> man crushing on both of those exactly. guys. And it was hilarious. It's so funny to like, I think that's why people love Kevin Smith so much because he can be us and act how we want to around those people. But because he's at the same level as them, he's allowed to right? <laughs> and not right. be creepy about it. Uh, but very entertaining panel to begin with. They announced a lot of stuff. And again, this is really kind of the big like news that we have coming out because we didn't get to see a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, they announced a bunch of new playable characters, one of which was Man Bat. They quickly, almost by accident, showed a quick clip of Jim Lee, who is another playable character from DC Entertainment. So they're bringing another actual human being into there. Uh, And apparently I did do a little more research afterwards. Jim Lee did request that his power in the game be to throw pencils at people. (laughs) They did mention that. They did. And I thought they were maybe joking, but they were serious. That's his power in the game. So that's pretty funny. Uh, They also announced Condiment King from Batman the Animated Series, who was like a one episode villain that there was this episode where people were getting like brain controlled and they thought they were super villains. So they would just come up with an identity. And this guy put like condiment packets on him and had a ketchup and mustard squirter and was the Condiment King. (laughs) So they threw him into the game. I think that's hilarious. They showed Darkest Night Batman, which is a uh, an Elseworld comic where Bruce Wayne becomes a Green Lantern. I thought that was badass. You might have seen a picture online before of um, Batman as the Green Lantern. It just says it's like one of those motivational posters. And it says overpowered because someone thought giving the Batman a weapon powered on will was a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then they also announced Solar Suit Superman, which was specifically requested on social media. So they made a point to say, yes, we do listen to you guys. And since they have over 150 character slots, they were like, yeah, we'll take some of your ideas. too. Why not? And then uh, most exciting for a lot of them was the announcement of Green Loontern, who is Daffy Duck or Duck Dodgers, who uh, sends in his laundry and gets his laundry back from the cleaner and has like a Green Lantern suit and ring in it. And all of a sudden becomes a Green Lantern. They're like, yeah, he's going to be hilarious because they got the actual voice of Duck Dodgers to come back and do that, too. 
So that's also very cool. And I thought this guy, next guy was playable in the game, but apparently uh, he's not. He's just going to be part of the tutorials and the narration. The most unexpected announce of all, Conan O'Brien. Yep. <laughs> so excited. Very funny. Um, I'm too excited to see that in the game. I think he'll be very entertaining as well. The DLC pack that they announced, which was the other big news, they've announced a couple already. Uh, I believe one is like the 75th anniversary Batman. There was a Dark Knight pack and there was a Man of Steel Man of Steel pack. Thank you. And the new one that they announced at the panel was an Arrow pack based on all the characters from Arrow, which is exciting. So in addition to Green Arrow, that's already in the game. You'll get uh, Diggle, Felicity Smoke, Helena Bertinelli, who's also the Huntress. Slade Wilson, Roy Harper, Sarah Lance, also Black Canary, and Malcolm Merlin will all be playable in the game as well, which is also very cool, especially for Arrow fans. And uh, Stephen Amell made the joke that the pack is worth buying just to play as Lego Diggle, because <laughs> who doesn't even want to just say Lego Diggle? <laughs> it's good by its own. It sounds almost dirty. A little bit. <laughs> almost. Um, and I'm very excited for the game, which comes out November 11th. I can't wait to play. That is going on my Christmas list. Yes. And again, I want to uh, almost wait for the PS4 to get that and everything. But it's one of those games, too, where they've already announced four DLC packs. I'm like, do I buy it now or do I wait six months to a year and buy it when it undoubtedly includes everything altogether? I'm buying it now. So what are you waiting for on the PS4 anyway? My big wait is that I'm praying (laughs) that they come out with a Batman branded arkham ps4 oh okay for the release of the last arkham game but now that's not coming out till like june so i'm not sure if i can wait that long (laughs) (laughs) if i see like a really good deal for christmas this year i might just be like fuck yeah i'm getting a ps4 and then i'll get lego marvel superheroes and lego (laughs) like those are the games i'm most excited about they're so fun they really are i was i got my lego marvel superheroes for christmas last year and it's such a good time of year to sit down and play games too Mm because it's cold and it's crappy and the holidays are over so there's like kind of a lull like you're like there's nothing now until spring you know except for my birthday (laughs) that's exciting for me if you still get excited about birthdays i do i do not i don't either it's an excuse to get people together even though they rarely show up. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, on a weekend, I suppose. But like my birthday this year was on a Monday. Yeah. I like got home from work and I think we went out to eat maybe. Oh, I look for just the excuse to like have a party and cake and stuff. Really? <laughs> I mean, that's that's it. He makes cake. his own cupcakes, though. It's sad. It's so sad. <laughs> I make one cupcake and just sit at my kitchen table and go, happy, happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> Oh, it's depressing. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so after <laughs> after the Lego Batman 3 panel, we went up to the press room once again, and we had the opportunity to talk to some of the people that worked on Lego Batman 3. One of the interviews we did was with Arthur Parsons, who is the game director, and he gave us a lot of good insight about the game. And he had a fun accent, which is always good. Uh, I'm here with Arthur Parsons, game director on Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham. Uh, you guys had a lot of exciting reveals at the panel just now. A lot of exclusive new characters, Conan O'Brien, yeah. uh, Green Loon Turn, yeah. was it? Uh, of these new characters, which one are you most excited about? Uh, it's Green Loonton. Yeah. It's like, um, and, and I've, I've been open about this probably the, the whole time. I said, you know, I have one favorite character that is above and beyond everyone else, uh, and it's Green Loonton because... I love the story, you know, it's like, it's Doc Dodgers, he goes to the dry cleaners, he gets his suit back, it's the wrong suit, he puts it on, he becomes the Green Luton, he's got the powering, he's got the suit, and it's just cool, it's just, it's really nice, 
but it's the voice of Joe Oleski as well. Right. It's like, it's so funny in a Lego Batman game to go somewhere, you're exploring this whole new world, and all of a sudden, the Green Lunton's there. It's like, hey, what are you doing? And it's like, I can't do the voice. I wouldn't even try. <laughs> um, but it's so cool. But then, you know, I'm, dr- I'm, I'm torn because there's, there's a raft of characters, like Condiment King. Mm-hmm. It's such a random character. <laughs> but he's just so much fun. You know, music meisters. I, 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 I'm a big fan of, like, the, the weird and wacky characters, the, you know, the bat cows and stuff like that. Because, um, yeah, the, the other characters, you, everyone knows Joker's great and Batman's great and Solomon Grundy and Killer Croc and all the rest of them. Um, but I kind of like the weird and wacky characters. In that vein, is there any potential chance of arm fall off boy? <laughs> um, well, there is still. I think we've still got about fifty, got fifty odd characters to reveal. Um, yeah, he's not in there. So. <laughs> it's I, too I'm, bad. I'm sorry to break. It's okay. Well, I don't know what you'd do with him anyway. I mean, his arms fall off. Yeah, exactly. Um, so in Lego Batman One, you had a very linear story, very linear uh, gameplay, and two, you opened it up to Gotham. Did space taking it in that direction seem like the next logical step, or why was that choice made? Uh, that, that choice was actually made when we finished Batman 2. Um, right at the end of Batman 2, Brainiac turns up and he's like, I've, I've located um, Green Lantern. And so we already knew that we wanted to go to space. And we already knew that we wanted to go and explore the Lantern world. So it, it's, it's a logical evolution. Um, we don't want to deliver the same experience. You know, Batman 1, heroes and villains, you know, play both sides of the story. Batman 2, speaking, open world. Batman 3 go to space, mm-hmm. make it about characters and personality. There's, there's over three times as many characters in, in Batman 3 as there was in, in 2. Sure. Um, and it's like, you know, step it up, step it up, step it up. Um, and and that's, that's kind of where we've ended up with, you know, all the stuff that's in there. And then just throw all the funny stuff in as well, you know, like get Adam West in there, get the 60s Batmobile. Right. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully everyone will really enjoy it. And in addition to Adam West, you also have are bringing a lot of other real-life figures in. We're seeing Jeff Johns. We saw Jim Lee briefly, yep. uh, Kevin Smith. Conan O'Brien, how did that one come to play? Uh, that, that, was more, that was more like us having a bit of a laugh and a joke and yep. just like, yeah, wouldn't it be really funny if as you got somewhere, like Conan O'Brien steps in and he's like, hey, thank you, thank you, well done, you know, welcome to... And, and it was like, would that work? And it was like, yeah, well, it might work. So we reached out and, and it was like you know yeah desperately like yeah I'll do that I'll love it um, put it in the game and it, it's actually really funny um, because it, it kind of does that fourth wall breaking thing sure. um, and it you know it just kind of makes you get drawn into that world when you've got other characters in there like Kevin Smith like Conan O'Brien that are kind of interacting with, with you the player you know Batmite is the same that interacts with you the player it does immerse you more um, and it's cool yeah it's really funny Awesome. Well, I'm very excited to play the game. I can't wait for it. Thank you for joining us. Cheers. As uh, sad as I am to get the confirmation that Arm Fallout Boy will not be in the game, <laughs> I am very excited to see the inevitable Clueless Gamer segment where Conan is playing through Lego Batman 3 and runs into himself. Yeah, that'll be good. From Arthur Parsons, we talked to Troy Baker, who is the voice of Batman in Lego Batman 3. I was very excited to meet him. He's kind of like a rock star in the voiceover world, and I do follow voice actors and everything. He's taller than I expected him to be. Um, he is a handsome man. He's a handsome man. <laughs> and he's uh, very charismatic. You might even recognize him if you saw him because they modeled his character. He voiced the uh, lead character in Infamous Second Son. And they modeled that character specifically after him. So his face looks all the same and everything, too. So that's always very cool. And Troy gave me a compliment that was uh, v- very, very nice that he didn't have to. That uh, almost made me tear up. 
I'm here with Troy Baker Hello. for Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham. Uh, you are providing the voice of Batman and this game, which I have to say I'm completely jealous because that is my dream job. Yeah? It is. I would absolutely love to be the voice of Batman, but I have to settle for just wearing the logo occasionally. Yeah, good voice for it. Though. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that so much. You don't know how much that means to me. Oh. Um, all the voices that you've done, you've done uh, The Last of Us. Um, the myriad of games and movies and whatnot. How does the Lego genre differ for you from those other projects? Oh man, a lot of times, and, and you know, clearly you're a gamer, so you understand. Most of the time, they're they're pretty dark, pretty heavy, pretty yeah. serious. Um, and then to be able to come into something like this, where it's just packed with levity, and we have Kevin Smith in our game, I know. we have Adam West in our game, so. The opportunity to to work with other friends too, and it's almost like a radio play, and be able to just have fun, you know, and and kick back and 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 be able to make fun of yourself. Um, you don't get those opportunities a lot, so sure. that's that's one of the challenges, of course. But it's also one of the, like someone said earlier, one of the benefits of doing this as well. So. Yeah. How does your version of Batman in the Lego universe differ from the <laughs> other iterations of Batman we've seen, film, TV, and yeah. whatnot? Uh, well, the beauty of it is that we get to steal from all of that, yeah. just blatantly. There's yeah. times when we'll steal from, you know, 66 Batman. We'll steal from, uh, like, you know, we threw in the na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na, you know. But we also have the Tim Burton theme, too. So we get to steal from 89. We get to steal from 66. We get to steal from Nolan's Batman, the mm -hmm. animated series. And just stuff from the comics, too. So we don't have to focus on a specific vision for Batman. We just, like, it's like a buffet of stuff. And we get 75 years of history to pull from, too. Yeah. So we're just, like, cherry-picking all the stuff that we want to. Absolutely. During the panel, they announced a lot of uh, new characters. Conan O'Brien. I uh, know. Um, I uh, found out as we were walking up on stage. Oh, really? That's when we, I was like, we got Conan are you kidding me? <laughs> did you get to meet him at all? Or? No, no. Um, and I would, somebody asked me, you know, did you get a chance to work with Adam West? Sure. And I was like, well, he got to play Batman too, so we, we recorded separately. But I got to meet Adam uh, at San Diego this year, and nice. he walked up behind me. He was like, I think you'll make a wonderful Batman. <laughs> and I, that was, that was I, I weed myself. It was great. So, uh, great interviews there. That was fun. And then uh, we had, between this and our other press area that we had to go to, we had a little time to kill. So, we just kind of hung out in the press area for a little bit longer. Had some snacks. <laughs> had some snacks. And there's uh, there's some stuff that goes on back there in that press area. Yep. Yeah. I almost walked into Bill Nye. Yep. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. I totally chickened out, though. I'm, like, kicking my own ass. I'm like, why didn't I just say hello to him? See, that's what I... But I was what so, I'm... like, bow tie! Like, that I just, like, <laughs> fucking flipped out. Like, I was like, I don't know what to do! That's what I've totally learned over time, is that you have to take those opportunities when they come up, or else you're going to kick yourself later on. Yeah. And that's happened to me so many times, I'm just like, just go for it. Like, there's no hesitation. Like, well, there's a little bit of hesitation, but <laughs> then you just gotta go for it anyway. He was, like, speed walking, he though. Was, so I he felt was. Like if I stop him, like he, I think he was actually headed to a panel. We looked at what time it was and I know like I had written down that I wanted to go to his panel. So I right. had it in my phone and I think he had like three minutes to get downstairs. Yeah. So maybe it's good that I didn't, but I was like, fucking Bill Nye, holy shit. Like I was like, oh my God, oh my God. He did so. stop the photo bomb an interview though. He did. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Was, uh, what show was that? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, the one that was over on the side? Yeah. Uh, the league. Yeah, the league. He yeah. like he like ran in and like yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And they were very welcome. Yes. <laughs> for him. Everybody loves Bill yeah. Nye. So the league was doing a photo shoot over there and quick interview. And then uh we also saw Jason Muse walk by. I heard Jason Muse first. <laughs> 
because that voice we're like we're headed in the same direction and i'm just like is that like could it be you're like, just like, like turned around <laughs> in slow motion and i'm like that fucking jason muse holy shit yeah. so cool yeah and uh so we just you bump into people back there it's yep. very very interesting we also saw um i think uh later in the same day or maybe after we had done the other interviews we walked by Sarah Chalk and Chris Parnell again. Yeah. And Mikey tried to like pull out his camera real quick so we could get pictures, but they were just going so fast. Like, yeah, we missed it. That's fine. We have them on video. It's <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Uh, but we did have the pumpkin chunkin interviews to get to from after that. And uh, we ended up talking to both Fat Jimmy, uh, who was one of the contenders, and Tori Bellici, who we talked to last year, former Mythbuster. Hmm, I hate saying former. I know. And um, but also still current co-host of Pumpkin Chunkin. So here's Fat Jimmy, real quick. Uh, I'm here with Fat Jimmy from Punkin' Chunkin', and uh, the upcoming Punkin' Chunkin' 2014 is on the way. What are you doing to get prepared for this year's event? Oh, man, we, we just drug ours out of, out of the weeds. Sometimes we have to go ahead of time and get them out and work on them and stuff, but this year I'm a professional procrastinator, so I just pulled mine out last week, and I'm at a festival right now with it. My, my teammates are. So. What can you tell us about the machine that you're entering this year? Well, I have a, a human-powered machine, and what that means is we have to put the energy into the machine in a two-minute two-minute time limit with one human being. So we use a bicycle to do that, and then we pedal up and pull, stretch uh, surgical tubing down to power our machine, and we're throwing in about thousand to twelve hundred foot range. Do you uh, ever think about contacting someone like Lance Armstrong to put on that bicycle for you, get a little extra power? Well, that's what happened to us last year when we actually powered it up too much and we, we couldn't get it pulled down. And believe it or not, about a foot in those elastic bands was worth about an extra 500 foot. We couldn't get it stretched out in our two-minute time limit, so we went ahead and threw. We threw 500 and some feet in competition. Later on, we pedaled it with a little extra time for practice, mm -hmm. got it the whole way down. We were throwing in 1,000 foot. So it's amazing just stretching those bands a little bit further, how much further it'll go. But, yeah, I would love to have somebody <laughs> with professional biker to get on that thing what's the uh distance goal this year for you uh in the, in the past I've, I've commented on our old machine that if we threw over a thousand feet in competition i would do the fat jimmy dance stirring the pot <laughs> stirring the pot but uh that would be the goal for this new machine is to throw over a yeah. thousand feet awesome thank you so much we appreciate it thank you the uh lance Armstrong question definitely coming from my Lack of knowledge of the topic and just trying to <laughs> make a joke partway through the interview. But uh, he was entertaining. That was fun. And then we talked to Tori again, uh, who somewhat remembered us from last year, which was kind of nice, and uh, asked him about this year's event. Okay, I'm here with Tori Bellici, uh, who's a co-host of this year's Pumpkin Chunkin' event. Yep. Um, how is this year's competition, do you think, going to differ from past experiences? Well, they, I don't know if you heard, the actual event got canceled. Oh. And so what they're doing is Science Channel is like the show must go on. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to go to New Hampshire mm -hmm. with some of the, you know, kind of fan favorites and just have a, a shootout and just oh, no way. basically just destroy stuff with pumpkins. Uh, we're going to be throwing, you know, uh, toilets. We're going to be throwing pianos. We're going to be, you know, pumpkin. You know, it's not just pumpkins that we're throwing this time. We're throwing everything. Is this accessible to the public? Because now you're coming to our our you're part of the country. Of so, yeah. Um, I, it's invite only no. for legal reasons, you know. Understandable. I mean, when you start throwing around pianos, it could get dangerous. 
absolutely. Uh, as far as the categories go, the uh, the air cannons, the uh, trebuchets, and whatnot. What do you prefer? Like, what's your what's your favorite range? My favorite are the the mechanical ones. the The torsion division is my favorite, just because there's like so much energy trapped in these machines, and then when they release, anything can happen, and some of them tend to explode. You know, not by choice. Like, yeah. not you know, it just malfunctions. Um, so it's just and it's just there's so much like you know terror when you're standing next to these machines and they're like getting ready to fire there's so much energy that it's you know if you're a adrenaline junkie like myself yeah. you get excited about that seeing these massive structures in person is there a temptation ever for you to kind of throw your hat in the ring and see what you can do you know we've talked about building our own machines um and we still might mm -hmm. uh i don't know i you know it's every time i go out there i'm like ooh, i would do it different or i would do it like this whatever I, I kind of want to figure out a way to use black powder mm -hmm. in the whole mix, or maybe C4, you know, to actually use an explosive to launch the pumpkin. I don't know. I'll figure <laughs> it out. I haven't figured out the physics yet, but we're going to figure something out. Uh, for you personally, you have a lot of hosting experience at this point. Are you, uh, what what direction are you hoping to push your career in at this point? Are you, do you want to stay in a hosting capacity, or are you looking to get into some other things? You know, I've been talking with uh, some the, the people over at Red Camera, mm -hmm. we're, we've been talking about like maybe doing some low budget horror movies. Oh, that's I mean, that, cool. that's kind of what I want to like, tra transition <laughs> into uh, directing, writing. Uh, but you know, I still like right now. I'm uh, hosting a Travel Channel show, okay. um, and it, it's going to come out in January, where I'm just going around doing really cool, weird stuff. Like I took a two man sub to the bottom of Lake Tahoe nice. and cruised around. So you know, I still enjoy the hosting, but Absolutely. I I want to get back into the movie making cool. side of it. Do you? Uh, and you said writing too. Is yeah. that something you have a lot of experience in, or is well, that kind of film, a new area? I, I went to film school, okay. and you know, I've written a few screenplays. Um, so now I'm just like at a point where it's like starting to show people who could actually help get these things produced. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, all the best luck to you. Great I mean, day. I look forward to all your projects. Thanks, man. So yeah, good seeing Tony again. Very cool. <laughs> I'd love to see him make a uh, zombie movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's got a good brain for it. So. Plus, Brains. Zombie, zombie works well for low budget too. <laughs> and it's shaking their head. <laughs> yeah, it does absolutely. The special effects are you can get away with like film grain and stuff, mm -hmm. and yeah, that'd be cool. Black and white, almost. Yeah, mm -hmm. film grain. Those were the uh, end of our kind of press room adventures, but from there we went back to the autograph area because not only was I looking for Stephen Amell, which I decided to not get because it was just crazy busy the whole time, uh, but Mikey had his eye on Carl Urban. Carl Urban and. I did get it. Yes. He was very nice. He was kind of, I don't know, he almost came across as tired because mm. he did just come out, you know, and I think it was, that was his like third autograph. He was really nice. He did talk to me for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, he did not deny or confirm that he <laughs> may be a part of the um, that mini series for a dread. That would be cool. Right. I'd like to see that. We have to take your advice or take your word on how he was because we did not get to yeah. meet him. <laughs> The, the people in his line as, like, moderator people were so douchey. Yeah, they it were. It was, like, ridiculous. I mean, last year, me and Mikey went up with Rob to meet Patrick Stewart. And Patrick Stewart had one of the longest lines yes. of anybody in that convention last year. And we just said to the lady, she, like, was looking for money. And I said, well, you know, we're with him. We're just going to say hello. I'm not getting an autograph. And right. they were like, okay, that's fine. And we went up and we said hi to Patrick Stewart. And, you know, everything was great. So we were going to do the same thing this year. And they're like, step to the side, step to the side, step over here. And then they're like, you can't wait over here. You have to go down there. You can see him on the way. And I'm like, 
Okay. They made us like, walk all the way out of the autographing area, pretty much. Right. Like, They're like, we need this area clear, and it was literally me and Rob. Yeah. Like there was no, like there was maybe seven feet of room. Like we were standing right next to the bar, taking up zero room, and we we're the only two people there. And this one guy's like, we need to keep this area clear. We're like. No, you Dude, don't. Like, it's clear. It's wicked clear. Yeah. It's way clear. If there was a fucking fire right there, everybody'd be fine yeah. because there's plenty of room. Like, they were just being super, like, I have a badge that tells me I get to tell people what to do. Like, it was not a problem at douchey. all. It was super douchey. No. Yeah. And Carl Urban, his line at that point, what, 30, 40 it people? It wasn't deep. It wasn't deep. No, it wasn't too bad. It would have been just fine. It but you always ridiculous. run into those douchey volunteers every now and then. Yep. Overall, the volunteers are always very good, but. Douche city. Douche. Uh, you should have gotten Stephen Mel's autograph on Friday, too. I know. Well, the the time that we were waiting, he we would have had to wait at least 40 minutes for him to come back from where he was. He was at a photo, doing photo shoots at the mm-hmm. time, photo ops. So, yeah, we could have waited there, and it probably would have been about an hour. But that still know. would have been shorter than staying on Saturday That's or true. Sunday. That's true. But I'm sure he'll be at another upcoming convention at some point, so I'm not overly worried. I will get it. <laughs> uh, then we had the roller coaster as we went back up to the show floor. We did. And Anna realized someone was there that I we didn't, didn't know was there. I just looked up. We walked kind of in the main entrance. It's like, right. It was right there. And I just saw his name, Max Brooks, up on a sign. And I was like, wait, like Max Brooks that's, that wrote World War Z, that's, he's here? Like, not in the autograph area, but in the regular, regular main area and i was like holy shit so we walked over there no line there he was and i didn't have my book with me (laughs) because (laughs) i didn't know he was gonna be there so i'm like ah shit and like that's my favorite book so he was selling books he had a new graphic novel and the first issue of his new comic book Mm -hmm. and then they had world war z on audiobook which the guy was trying to sell me on the audiobook so hard. And it sounded and good. And it sounded good. It had a bunch of amazing, uh, Mark Hamill was yep. on it. Like a lot of really amazing voiceover people and famous people, um, were, you know, helped on this book. But I don't, I'm not going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to buy and keep something that I will literally never open. Um, and it's not the same as having a book signed. No, it's not. I mean, it would just be like, a box on my wall. Right. Like it, it just didn't make any sense for me to buy that. So I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. I'm like, and you know, I was like, oh, I'll buy the new one. But like, I want him to sign my favorite book. Right. Yeah. I wanted World War Z signed by him. I didn't want, you know, I'll buy the other book to read it, but I didn't want, I wanted him to sign World War Z. So then I'm like super low, just like, fuck, like so depressed. Yeah. So then I like glance up and there's a book booth and I'm like, I'm like, a book booth. So I like run over there and I didn't even bother trying to look because the books were in like no particular order. So I just grabbed an attendant and I'm like, do you have World War Z? And he's like, what? Like, <laughs> what never, like never heard of the book before. And I'm like, God damn it. And so he asked somebody else and they're like, oh, yeah, it's on the end over here. So like they're like, if we have any left. So I was like, fuck. So I'm like running over there. They had it. So then I stood in line for like 25 minutes to buy the book because it was the longest line ever. But I was so excited, even though I already have it. So now I have two, but I think Volpe has my other one and I'll probably never see it again. So (laughs) it's fine. So then I ran back to the Max Brooks booth and talked to him for a minute. And I made like kind of a little joke. I told him that uh, World War Z was my second favorite book in the world. (laughs) And I I told him that sort of on purpose. It's like it was like a back ended compliment because my favorite book is The Hunchback of Notre Dame by Victor Hugo, which is like a major 
classic, sure. amazing novel. So he actually took that as a compliment. Being the second to the Hunchback was okay. So my signature says to Anna, it's an honor to be the second to the Hunchback, um, <laughs> which is great. And then um, we talked to him for a minute about something. I'll let picture. you, I'll let you, <laughs> yeah, we got a great picture. I'm like ear to ear. I'm so psyched. And then I bought his new graphic novel, which he also signed. I didn't even ask him to, I just bought it mm-hmm. to read it. And he like, the guy was like passing it to me over the counter and Max Brooks like, he goes, did you just buy that? And I said, yeah. So he like took it from the guy and signed that too. So yeah. I have that too, which is really awesome. And the first issue of his new comic book, which, you know, I haven't read it yet, but if I like it, I'll be able to get into a new comic book, which is great. Because right now, the Extinction Parade, which is a zombie thing. So Mm -hmm. it'd be cool to have another comic book besides The Walking Dead. Because my problem with comics is they don't, they're too fat, like they're too short. Right. (laughs) Like I read one and I'm like, okay, that was five minutes of my life. Like now what do I do? You need collections of volumes, full story arcs. So, I mean, if, you know, I totally trust in Max Brooks. So I'm hoping that'll be great. And that'll be a new thing for me to get into, too, which will yeah. be really cool. And we found out an interesting little tidbit of we information did. about Max Brooks. When I was taking the picture, I had my Batman Beyond hat and he goes, hey, is that a Batman Beyond logo? And I was like, yes, it is. He was like, I was in that. I was like, what? Yep. <laughs> Apparently, he voiced uh, Howard Groot, who is uh, uh, kind of like a, a rich, nerdy plumpy fluffy character if you will um which was very exciting i was like oh my god you're part of one of my favorite tv shows of all time that's amazing so and i wanted to talk to him too but i told him i was going to be coming back the next day dressed up as my hybrid batman and he said oh stop by so uh yeah very cool so i went from being so depressed like i don't have the book i have nothing for him to sign i can't believe i'm here to being like oh i have two of his signatures and (laughs) we got to talk to him for a while and it was awesome it was so exciting I definitely super fangirled out on that. So. Yeah. And then we went from that excitement to uh, Mikey and I trying to get into another panel, which was the Stephen Amell spotlight, which we waited in line for maybe like a half hour half to 40 hour. minutes while our feet were killing us. Because yeah. at this point, walking around was painful. And Anna went to go make phone calls. Or yeah. Read a book. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> I like curled up in the corner and started reading yeah. the graphic novel because I'm like, yeah, I, I don't watch Arrow, so I'm not going to stand up anymore. Like I'm yeah. sitting, I'm going to sit. So we made it almost in. We were in like the next row that would have been left in, but they weren't clearing that one like they were the main hall. So we could have stood and watched the video screen. But we were in pain. <laughs> if they had cleared the hall, we definitely would have made it. Yeah, in. absolutely. But they did not. Because no. they were only doing that with the main hall this year, which is a bummer. I uh, hope that they keep adjusting because that, that con's just too big. Yeah, it is. Just it really big. is. Yep. So I wasn't that upset about not making it into the arrow panel mm-hmm. because a lot of people did make it in. Yes. So after that, we were looking into what else we could go to. So then we decided to go to the Doctor Who panel right. way ahead of time. And it way was like ahead. an hour, yep. easily an hour before it was going to start. And this is not a big panel hall. This is one of those smaller ones on the side that you, like no one's ever had a problem getting into. No. Really. So we all agree. Yeah, we'll go over there. We can sit down. We can eat and just wait for Doctor Who. So we're waiting. We're definitely inside of the queue corral mm-hmm. to make it in. So I'm like, oh, yeah, no problem. We we're like halfway in the line. I think the, yeah. the line was tw- like we were right in the middle. Yeah. We should have comfortably made it in. Oh, yeah. No problem. We could have sat together. We wouldn't have been scrambling for seats. Waited there for an hour. The door opens up. What? 10, 15 people make it in. That's about it. They did not clear the hall. I was so mad. I really, really wanted to see the Doctor Who panel. Yep. And, and we were already grumpy. 
Cause, yeah. I mean, we're sitting down on the floor waiting because our feet hurt so bad and everyone was kind of doing the same at this point. And everybody, I mean, God, you know, 40% of the people in line were like dressed up as Doctor Who. Yeah. Like, every, clearly Doctor Who is a huge draw. Yeah. I mean, a huge draw. So the fact that it was in this little itty bitty tiny panel room and they didn't clear the room, there were a lot of angry people. Yeah. A lot of angry people. There were. And I don't know what the panel was beforehand, but the people that were in there obviously weren't there for that. They were in there for Doctor Who and they, you know, got in two, two and a half hours ahead yeah, of the panel to wait for it, which I, is I no panels people, worth that. Yeah, I bet the people that stayed in there were the people that tried to get into the 10 years Probably. of Doctor Who and they Possibly. didn't get into that. And then they're like, that's it. I'm making this next one. Yeah, because we ran by that one. I mean, not as early. We were like an hour and fifteen minutes early mm-hmm. to the one that we met, that we waited for. The other one, we were there maybe a half an hour early, and it was already full. So I, mean, I don't know how you get into a panel. Like I'm not. I, I'm a geek and I'm a fan, but I'm not fucking sitting on a floor for three hours. To no, not at all. See a panel like there's the internet. Right. <laughs> I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't need to do that. I agree completely. And we skipped a couple panels this year that we normally go to. Like, we usually went to the Marvel TV one, which we skipped because it was all about their horrible cartoon lineup now. And then we used to always go to the Marvel video games one, which was That's all about, all about Facebook and Facebook and their ping, their pinball games. Yeah, and tablets. Like, and they yeah. don't even have, like, real games anymore. A lot of stuff overlapped, too. Like, when I was going over my schedule with you, I was like, Saturday's a, a freaking shit show. It like, is. we're not going to get to go to anything we want to get to, like. The interviews overlapped the panels, and the panels overlapped other panels, and it was just like, it was a shit show. Yep. But the uh, convention floor closed at like 7 o'clock, so we had all sorts of time afterwards when we left. And uh, we had walked by a White Castle on the mm, way. White now, Castle. I'm not a fan of the White Castle because it contains the seed of the devil. But... <laughs> onions, grilled onions. <laughs> but uh, Mikey had never had White Castle, so I'll, I'll let you... Uh, let us let us know how it all went. Oh, it went fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a few times. I go to New Jersey every year for work, and and we go to a White Castle because I love grilled onions and I love cheeseburgers. Yes. So uh, I already knew, but I was like, ah, oh, you got to take you know those like fast food, those area specific fast food restaurants. You have to take advantage of them when you're there because mm-hmm. we don't have that at home. So I yeah. saw that and got super excited and I was like, you're going to love this. <laughs> I didn't realize they only did sliders. That was kind of news to me. I yeah. thought they did actual burgers oh. too. Why were so, you looking forward to getting a real burger? Because I know oh, you're no. in appetizer mode. <laughs> oh, no. no, I'm in food mode. Food <laughs> All <I don't>... the time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah, we had seen the White Castle walking into the convention in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, we actually, and it was 24 hours, so we actually yeah, so joked we, about having sliders for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for the okay and be like, yep, yeah, let's go. All right, let's do so it. So it was on the way to the convention. So after we came back to the, the hotel room to just drop off our stuff and we're going to go back out and look for food, I knew where it was, but I'm like, oh, it's, it's past the pizza place. Mm-hmm. So, but we're walking and walking, still looking for pizza, and I'm like, there's White Castle. And Anna's like, I could go for two of those cheeseburgers <laughs> before we get pizza. I'm like, I'm Appetizer. down. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. So get we go in there. Going. 
Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe it, though. There were people in there ordering like 20 burgers at oh, a yeah. time. Like, holy shit. They eat them like Tic Tacs. Yeah, they do. They are small. They were delicious. They were delicious. And ours were, we actually waited a long time because they must have been making a new batch because right. ours were like piping hot, like burn your tongue hot. Yeah, the first one I had was so hot. Yep. Second one was delicious. The second one was perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, we had two sliders each and then had two more slices of pizza. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so we were a little full. But it worked out perfect because as soon as I was throwing away the wrapper from my second burger, True, I was walking right inside to get two slices <laughs> of pizza. <laughs> Done with this. What's next? <laughs> Keep it coming. Oh, it was Did we good. get to, we didn't get dessert that night. The night before, no. we had a horrible experience at at Baskin Robbins, we skipped oh, yeah. over that. Oh yeah, that they was butchered bad. everything. Yeah, they had nothing. They had like no cookie dough ice cream. They, they had, didn't like, even they have they hot had fudge. No. Like what the hell? Kind and we of an waited. Ice cream and place? we waited forever. Yeah. And yeah, so that was a disaster. But I don't think we got dessert Saturday. No, we didn't. I think we were gonna buy candy because we went to Toys R Us. Yes, we went to the giant Toys R Us, which with the was Ferris fantastic. Wheel in it. That and was I fun. still have a craving for nerds. Yeah, because <laughs> they had the Wonka. They had two different candy places in in the Toys R Us. Oh, it's happening. That little shake shake you heard was nerds. Box of nerds landing on Mikey's lap. Nice. Awesome. The candy man giveth. (laughs) You are the Wonka. Uh, that was an unreal Toys R Us. It was. It was very cool. With they have a, lot a dinosaur. Of stuff that we hadn't seen in a while. Anna and I were eyeing a particular Wally. Oh, he was figure. so cute. Oh, it was the best, but it was like 50 yeah, bucks. That's like what 50 I was going to say. That's the only Toys R Us I've ever been to that has toys for kids. Mm-hmm. And they have toys for adults. Totally. They had that Lego um, Ghostbuster set, too, for a really reasonable price. Yeah. I think it was like 40 bucks. Yeah. So. It was like, I was so close to buying it, but I'm like... I you were so low on cash. <laughs> uh, yeah, I literally, I'm not even kidding. Like, all the money I brought with me, I left with change. Yeah. Like, I spent my last $3 eating on the way home. And <laughs> it, it was right to the change. Like, I just had change. Sure. But, I mean, I had a debit card, so I could have bought it. But I'm like, I just can't have Legos in a house with cats. Right, <laughs> like, right. I'm like, I'll build the whole Ecto one, and then he will, you know, asshole cat, knock it off the <laughs> bookshelf. And you'd have yeah. to start gluing all the pieces together. Right. As yeah, well. I was just like, and even just the little guys, like the little Ghostbusters, are so small. I'm like, he's gonna swallow that and right. die. Like, yeah. it's just not. I'm like, I can't have. Legos and as the Lego movie taught us, you can't be using the crackle on uh, the Lego. So, <laughs> and you found the um, the Ninja Turtles. You wanted to buy them individually. Just yeah. The- just Unfortunately, the they don't Turtles. let you do that. No, no, you can't just buy like a pack of the four Ninja Turtle figures. Maybe online somewhere, but they didn't have it there. That's all I want. I just want the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <sighs> but Toys R Us was fun. Yep. Uh, and then we time. were walking back to the hotel and uh, we ran across some comedy barkers that were all over the place just pimping out shows. Yeah. There was one guy, uh, I believe his name was Reggie, because he he was like, hey, you want to come to a show tonight? And I was like, I do a show. Leave me alone. <laughs> he was like, really? <laughs> so, and it turns out he was a comedian from the Boston area as well that I moved to New York. So uh, we just talked about some mutual friends we had and stuff, which was kind of cool. Uh, and then uh, we walked a little bit further, and then there was another one. I just kept yelling stuff at the comedy barkers because I was in a weird mood. Hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> Another one, another one like came right up to me and got in my face and was about to say something. His face went blank and then he like walked away and I was like, what the hell was that? Like, <laughs> I had <laughs> that to was know. so weird. There was something that happened. I had to know. He was like, I think he was going to sell you drugs and then thought you might be a cop. <laughs> so I was like, what? I was like, it's the Batman logo. That's why. So 
some of them were funny. There was one guy walking by. He's like, comedy show, comedy show, free cocaine and heroin for the white people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were funny for most of the part, uh, most time. But that's one of the things you just have to do in New York if you're going to get stage time, at least when you're starting off. It's a big deal. Uh, and then you guys went to bed. Yep. Of course. So <laughs> at like what ten or that's something. late for me. No, yeah. well, yeah, I it was a little after. It was later than I thought it was because we left Toys R Us at like nine twenty. Yeah. And for some reason, the rest of the night took a really long time. Yeah. Like I don't know. Well, it, it was, was crowded. Times Square was crowded. It was it actually was. to move around. A lot of construction hard. going on. Yep. But uh, I was still like fired up and just like super awake. So we never did find the Walking Dead hand. That was no, we didn't. They had a countdown hand where the fingers fell off every day, and it was Saturday, and the premiere was Sunday. So there should have been a giant zombie hand with one finger on it somewhere in Times Square, and we never saw it. And the joke was, which finger was going to be the last one? (laughs) That would have been awesome—just a dead zombie finger. I don't know if they would have gotten away with it, but yes, would have been totally awesome. Would have been awesome. Uh, So we went back to the hotel room. You guys crashed, and I went out to do a photo shoot with uh, former guest Ryu Lavitz, who's been on the show before. Um, we did a photo shoot in Times Square in her Harley Quinn costume, the Arkham Harley. And I'm still editing photos from that, but, uh, you guys, maybe by the time this is up, probably not. But during this week, head on over to thegeekgeneration.com and check out the post that has all those photos. Did you see her post that she made it into like a German newspaper? I did see oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. It was, uh, Switzerland. Yeah, it was her and Swiss. that giant fat Ariel. <laughs> yeah. There was like that a was big, awesome. fat, like incredibly fat right. man. Hairy man. Hairy man dressed as Ariel, like sitting on a rock. So it was like this really awesome Harley Quinn costume and fat Ariel. I <laughs> I'm like, loved is it. this what they think of Americans? Like, is this the example that we put forth? Oh yeah, she texted me the uh, the photo of that like early that morning, and she was super excited about it, which is very cool. I mean, out of the whole con newspaper. to have those two people be, right. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I just loved it very because good. and it was grossed out because I forget. I think we got <laughs> caught Ariel. on the escalator of with yeah. Ariel. That's right. <laughs> I was just so disturbed because like. Uh, Fat Ariel is not. Uh, like, you gotta know. Like, granted, he knows what he's doing. Right. That still doesn't make it okay. No. Oh, he, was, he was definitely the one too, being fat and hairy. Yeah. yeah. It's just the op. It's the opposite of like gawking at an attractive woman. Like when you're gawking at an attractive woman, like the woman feels offended. Right. Me looking at him, I was offended. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. Like, oh my god. I mean, it's just. It was just horrible. It I'm was hurt just inside. Hor- just yeah. At you. I mean, that's if you want to be like fat, that's cool. Like, I mean, that's whatever. But. Wear something that compliments I thought you. Jaws was frightening when I saw that and traumatized me for going in the ocean. Now I saw a fat Ariel. There's no way I'm ever <laughs> stepping in the sea again. Never again. <laughs> no more under the sea for oh me. Oh, my God. And it was the hair. It wasn't just the fat. It was the hair. Yeah. So Sunday. So <laughs> that was a lot of hair. Uh, Sunday was different because it was dress up day for me. So I threw on the Batman costume and uh, we went to the convention there. And I have to ask you guys, what is that like for you? Because I don't like when there's one of us dressed up. In the, is that entertaining for you? Is that annoying Huge. for you? Or It was so entertaining. No, yeah. it was awesome. I even told Anna, I'm like, you know what I feel like? I feel like those 
like imperial troopers that follow behind <laughs> Darth Vader the entire movie. That's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. I the only concerns I had is that like once in a while I would lose you. Right. And I'm just like, okay, lost in New York. Like I just didn't want to be separated from you two. Yeah. So that was the only thing is like once in a while because it was so crowded. People it would have been stop me if I was behind you guys. Right. Yeah. And it would have been better if again we you talk about the overcrowdedness, if it wasn't so crowded, but there were like a handful of times like uh, artist alley where i literally lost you guys like mm-hmm. did not know where you are i'm like i don't know where they are so and then oh, i'm like right. i didn't know if i wanted to pull the okay little kid lost in the mall stay put right. or try to go find them because i got like hardcore law like i did not know where you were and so i ended up i stood still for a while and then i just headed out to the main floor of the convention because i thought maybe that was like the most likely place you guys would look for me mm-hmm. but i mean not that i was like scared but i was just like okay like we're getting ready to go home and, and i have a ton of and i have no and, yeah. idea where they are yeah. so that was probably the only bad part it I was remember. better if we kept you in front of us yeah. right like it, we're gonna walk behind you from now on yeah. <laughs> no you two were ahead of me and i stopped because i saw the muppets avengers so i stopped to take yeah. that picture right and by the time I get going, I see Rob getting pulled back to do an interview with oh, that somebody was else. That was a really weird. weird interview. Yeah. And then I remember him saying that Anna's way down there. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I did oh, notice, but I couldn't turn around, so yeah. I just pulled over. So at least you and I saw each other and waved, so yep. you knew where I was and I knew where you were. So it was okay that we were separated. Mm-hmm. And that was fine. I just like sat down and rested my feet until you were done with your interview. But then on the way back out, that's when I like legit lost you guys. <laughs> and I'm I like, actually I wish I anyone. hadn't done that interview. And even if I did find the clip, I wouldn't promote it because it was so weird. It was I don't know what organization they were. I thought they had said like Nerdist or something when they pulled me over, but it clearly wasn't. No, because it was all political. Right. Yeah. They asked me like one normal question. And then they started asking me about presidents and like whether Batman would be a Republican or a Democrat. And I was like. Batman is on the side of justice. <laughs> and they like, I'm trying to be funny, trying to make an entertaining interview. And they're like, ha 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 ha. No, but really. And I'm like, this is really uncomfortable. I'm like, I am not a political guy. I'm not going to take a political stance more so because I'm not me right now. I'm Batman right now. And if I'm going to represent the character, I'm not going to take a political stance in favor of one or the other. That's irresponsible. So yeah, it was just really right. It was just really awkward. And I was like, okay. So I just kept making jokes and they were getting frustrated the whole time. I was like, well, fuck this then. I'm out. That was dumb. But then, uh, <laughs> when, when we did get in there though, the first like five minutes or so, Mikey and I got ribbed real bad because we went over to the Batman statue. We took pictures with the Dark Knight, uh, oh, Rise of Statue. God. We came back over and a security guard comes up to the two of us and goes, like total straight face. And he's like, uh, guys, I just have to talk to you about something. And, uh, I just want you to know that it's not your fault. You didn't know, but, and he's like, we know, we know you're just trying oh, to have yeah. a good time. Yeah, we know that yeah. everybody's here just trying to have a good time. Mikey and I are probably getting like ghost faced. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck did we, my brain was like, what did I do? We what were did in I do? there what for did I do? five minutes. Five so, yeah, minutes. I'm going through everything where we walked, who I may have taken pictures of. Especially because yeah. they were wicked cracking down on that sexual harassment stuff. Yes. Like there were signs everywhere, like cosplay isn't consent. Like they like harped right. and harped on that. I was so. like, did someone report me for something I didn't actually do? They're just mm-hmm. talking to a Batman. Right. Like how many Batmans are there? <laughs> right. Right. So and then he ends the whole thing with 
but I just have to get a picture of you guys. I was like, damn it. No. And then he was talking about his buddy, like, scouts him out. He's like, go get those two. And, like, I guess all weekend they've been, like, doing this to people and, like, yeah. scaring the bejesus out of them. So, it was, so that I, was funny. I took a picture with a security guard and then a cop. And then I was <laughs> fucking hysterical. I was like, you, you are in that. You did well. That was very good. Uh, and then I did actually do an, another interesting interview. We went to see uh, Shane Hurricane Helms. Uh, over at the headlocked booth and I was excited to meet him and he actually gave me some good pointers about eye makeup and everything <laughs> so, yeah that was cool that worked yeah out well yeah I, he just uses regular acrylic paint and I'm like spending all this money on grease paint that rubs off and he's like oh yeah acrylic's fine I'll just dry and stay there I'm like all right that's fine but we stood behind and I did find the video of it uh, afterwards there were some guys from structure gaming doing an interview and they just asked me to stand stoically behind the interview which i don't know if it played as well as they wanted it to but i did what they asked that and was uh, fun. at the end of it shane did his classic like hurricane flying away thing and i Almost tried to sell right it into and, me yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> scared the shit out of me yeah but that was fun it was nice to meet him like that and everything and uh we, it was cool we got to do like stormtrooper jobs again too because me and That's mikey right. got to like hold back the crowd because yep. they were doing the video in the middle of the show floor it wasn't an interview room so um we had to make sure people didn't walk through the shot so yeah we were like excuse me, I'm going to have to ask you to back up. Like, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. We were Crowd like, control. Yeah, it was awesome. Then uh, we headed back over to Max Brooks, and uh, I was in costume, so I took a picture with him and said it was cool to meet him and everything. And I am making efforts to have Max Brooks on the show. I've reached out to his publicists. We are hoping to get him. I know Anna is very excited about that. Yeah. Uh, so our fingers are crossed. <laughs> I can't guarantee anything yet, but we are hoping to make that happen. Prayers, people. From that Just point, prayer. it was pretty much heading home time. Yep. So uh, we headed out. We were bummed because Crumbs wasn't opening for two damn days. Two days. Two days off. So we tried heading to the Cake Shop, Cake Boss, Cake Boss uh, Diner, and it had nothing we were really interested in. Everything was super overpriced, and they had like very mediocre cupcakes. Yeah, they were just yeah lame cupcakes. Nothing like chocolate and vanilla. And the line was crazy long. You had to like take a number, and everybody was just like, I didn't, I didn't even look because everybody was just leaning over the glass, like trying to pick out their food and not worth it at all bad atmosphere bad lines bad yep. pricing bad food bad feet and we had our bags with us we were like ready to go yeah, yeah. everything so we walked back to the parking and headed out uh we stopped at a rest stop on the way home though where Ooh, i spent yeah. my last three dollars <laughs> you guys headed over to cheese boy yeah i had mm. a dairy overload <laughs> yeah he just had like cheese pasta cheese pasta cheese pasta <laughs> he had a regular regular grilled cheese and then mac and cheese yeah i had the chipotle cheese what did, you know, yeah. sandwich i don't know it was good and I saw a place that I'd never seen before, which was an entirely mac and cheese oriented restaurant called Mac and Out, which is a horrible name. But they had a very intriguing menu with like different kinds of cheeses, different ingredients. I ended up getting like a it was called like the backyard barbecue mac and cheese. And it had pulled, barbecue pulled pork mixed in with it and everything mm. like three different kinds of cheeses. And, and I don't really eat pasta that much anymore just because the cars and everything. But we did so much exercise. That we yeah, can, we, that's how we justified everything we ate. We're yeah. like, we're doing so much walking that it doesn't matter. We can eat whatever we want. I think based on everything that I ate, I probably still came out in the, the negative for calorie wise. I probably burned more than I ate. It was like all cheese and bread, though. Like all we yeah. had was cheese yeah. pizza, macaroni, cheese, cheese sandwiches <laughs> which is fine What's the and none of us will ever poop again yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh the, the, that place was amazing i gotta see if there's anything closer because it was really good yeah 
Uh, and that's pretty much the end of our stuff that had to do with the con itself while we were there. There has been some post-con stuff that's happened. I was uh, posting a couple different photos that got some significant traffic on different social media. I posted the picture of uh, when you took a picture of me as Batman texting. I love that one. Yeah. I put that up on my Instagram, and that is the most liked photo I've ever posted really? on uh-huh. there with like three times as many as even the one below it. It's crazy. For some reason, that one blew up. And maybe because I posted it the last night of the actual convention. So people were still actively looking for New York Comic Con photos. But that one went crazy. And then uh, you had taken another picture of an amazing cosplay we saw. Very creative. A lot of people uh, have been talking about the debating the parental morality of it. But what the fuck has nothing. <laughs> if anything, she's keeping her kids safe at a convention. Right. With an insane amount of That's people. That's how I look it's at smart. it. Right. Yeah. So there was a woman dressed up as Michonne, and she had her two children in harnesses, but she attached the chains, uh, the plastic chains, to make them look like those were the zombies being led around. Very creative. Very well done, too. Yeah. Like, it's not like she just threw it together. It actually looked really good. Yeah, her little kids had, like, zombie makeup on. Yeah. I think the I wish the father was in the photo too. He was Tyrese. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. And he looked like Tyrese. Yeah, he, did. <laughs> he had the build for it and everything. So I went on to the Walking Dead subreddit last night and last night from when we're recording this. So it's not even been 24 hours and it's already up to like over 2200 upvotes or something crazy. So it's like at the top of the Walking Dead subreddit right now. So that's very exciting. Yeah. So one of Mikey's pictures and uh, I just I'm happy to have our brand on there. (laughs) I wonder, like, because I don't know how many people are on Reddit, but it'd be interesting if the girl that did it saw it saw it and was like, hey, look, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. I also posted in the cosplay one, too, and that got a decent amount of traffic there as well. So this year was hard to take pictures. It was because it was so crowded. It was so it was no good to take them on the show floor either for the most part. And I noticed most people that come back, like all the cosplay videos and a lot of the pictures people are taking are not on the show floor, not just because it's so busy, but also because the red carpet just shades everything. Yeah. In the red. flash, the flash helped a lot it did. this year. It, it really did. did help a lot. But uh, most people take them out in the main lobby area or that little alcove that's outside. They'll mm-hmm. do like cosplay photo shoots there. But that's good to know for next year. Yeah. Actually, I find that that big entrance into Artist Alley, not yes. down, not that tunnel. Yeah. No, that's that, a good area. That open area where they had that big, uh, it was the Constantine. Yep. Uh, print. That was a great area. That was a great area. If you can get fine people to be there. <laughs> right. So uh, that was pretty much it. Is there anything else you guys wanted to add before? Yeah, I was thinking one last thing about yeah. following you dressed as Batman. Oh, yeah. I found it very humorous <laughs> in a way because I know you ha- you're you very restricted in, yes. in your head movement yep. or the lack of. So you just seem <laughs> extremely focused that entire day because you're just like, boom, there you go. Boom, there he goes. <laughs> Eyes forward, not by choice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it probably does look funny from my Oh, that one little kid was really funny, too. There was this one little baby girl, and she saw him from, like, across the aisle and got wicked excited. And she was little. She was probably, like, 18 months old. Like, she wasn't even two years old. And she was, like, (gasps) and, like, her whole body shook, and she was, like, waving at him, like, (laughs) crazy. So he walked over to her, and she she had, like, a line, because he got too close, and she burst into tears. (laughs) I I put my hand up to give her a high five, and she she turned. She yep. turned because she was like so excited, all smiles, waving like, oh, my God, it's Batman. I was and like, then, you got to like, go high five. Yeah. Kid. She had like a 
very specific personal bubble and he like entered her bubble and she fucking burnt it was so cute like it was sad but it was so cute and at her the parents same time. started laughing yeah her and... parents were just cracking up and he's but like but rob's like what no what no high five what like it was and then i think she did end up giving you a she high did. five she but did. then like when you leaned in to do the picture she did the same thing yeah. she was yeah. like too close just too close that was hilarious yeah it was so funny because she just went from one extreme to the other like she was like holy shit it's batman she was so happy the and best it was every just time like, is taking Ugh. the pictures with the little kids yeah. i love it so much they're all so cute their eyes light up in just such a unique way it's awesome yeah, yeah. um so that was the con uh but coming up soon on november 1st and 2nd to remind people we will be at rhode island comic-con we'll have a booth Woo. set up there for the third year running which is very exciting also this year another major thing to announce on Sunday, uh, the time is either going to be 10.30 or 11 a.m. I'm not 100% sure yet, but you can check the... Uh, I, I have a Facebook event set up on the Geek Generation page as well. I'm going to be moderating a panel that they are calling Art in Toys. The summary here is that renowned Hasbro toy artist Roger Andrews explores art in the world of toys and what it takes to make the next toy sensation. So what's going to be happening is uh, we're hoping to have Roger do a live drawing thing. If you've ever seen like Jim Lee do this at a convention before, he has his uh, paper down in front of him and it's projected on the screen. So you can see the work as it's being worked on, which is very cool. I would think that would be interesting to artists and other people as well. Uh, during that time, I'll be interviewing Roger and uh, we'll be doing a Q&A with the audience. And we're going to be giving away all the drawings at the panel that Roger does over the course of the panel. There'll be several ways to win those. Some of them will be trivia. We're going to try and have some uh, raffle tickets and things like that, too, for people who maybe don't know all the trivia answers. But And uh, Roger said he will be taking some requests from the audience for characters to draw, too, because he can do things very quickly uh, and sketch things out. So I'm very, very much looking forward to that panel. Again, that will be Sunday at Rhode Island Comic Con, either at 1030 or 11 o'clock. If you have a ticket for the convention already, that is a free panel. You can just come see us there. But we want to fill that room up and make this a very cool event for people. That is pretty much it, though. Sweet. So as awesome. we get out of here, final thought or something you guys would like to plug? Mm, no. And no, I'm assuming. No. <laughs> okay. See everything else we do, including all the videos that we talked about today, all those interviews, uh, our cosplay photo gallery. I'm going to have another photo gallery of stuff that Mikey and I took just around the convention floor. I'm going to have a gallery of just the Batman pictures of me going around. I'm going to have another gallery of the photo shoot with Ryu. There's a ton of stuff to see at thegeekgeneration.com right now. So head over there and check it out. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We appreciate those. You can like us at Facebook.com slash The Geek Generation. Follow us at Geek Generation on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Night Angel. You can support the show by going to TheGeekGeneration.com slash support. You can send emails to podcast at TheGeekGeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Signing off, we will be back next week with more stuff for you. Later. Make it so.